Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians broadcast. I'm your host, founder and ministry leader, Brandon Dawson. Now, in this exciting broadcast, I'm going to be unlocking the profound mysteries of the 5784 prophetic message using the Hebrew alphabet and its gematria value to give you guys the most in-depth prophetic outlook for this coming Jewish New Year. Now, I just want to mention real quick before we get into this message, if you guys are listening to this broadcast on one of our podcast channels, just want to encourage you, we do have a video upload of this message that's going to include some very vital images, pictures, graphics uh, to give you a better understanding and context into the message. So if you're interested, I would encourage you to head over to our YouTube or Rumble platforms or you can head over to our website, www.tribeofchristians.com, and that message is also uploaded there because there are some uh, detailed graphics and information that I did put into the video that do bring a lot of context and understanding into the message. Now, we're only just a couple of weeks away from Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, uh, and it will begin Friday, September 15th through Sunday, September 17th. Now, already there are hundreds of videos out there on this particular coming Jewish New Year. So I promise you guys that I will be unveiling fresh and original content and insight for you guys that you have not heard on any other channel and connection uh, to also some major events that are unfolding this year. And I believe that this message is going to inspire you guys and encourage you with the profound truth and the anointing that will prepare you guys for the coming days and months ahead. Now, we have got two major solar eclipses occurring this year, a U.S. presidential election. We've also got some major scandals that have uh, unfolded over the White House and the Biden administration. There are major peace negotiations that are happening right now between Israel and Saudi Arabia uh, that involve the Temple Mount, as well as another massive push for a two-state solution for Palestinian statehood. And then we've got rumors also of an emerging threat on the northern border of Israel between Israel and Syria. And then we've got an unprecedented hurricane season already in high gear. So this, uh, this year, without a doubt, is certainly going to be a massive year. There is a lot of stuff, a lot of implications going on that we're going to be talking about. Now, if you're new to this type of teaching, what I have done over the past seven or eight years or so is release an annual prophetic message every year around the months of September with the Jewish New Year in correlation, uh, again, to the Jewish New Year using the Hebrew alphabet system called Gematria, which is where you take the number of the year with the corresponding Hebrew alphabet letter and pictograph and match it up in the context of current events to unveil a possible prophetic outlook for the Jewish New Year. Now, the reason I do this is, first of all, because we know that the Bible is the Word of God. It is a living entity encompassed with the living presence of the Lord God. And in its original context, it was written in the ancient Hebrew language with the New Testament in the 
Greeks. So there is absolutely power and anointing in the Word of God that has the real ability to change the very outcome of your life, not just here in the present, but also for all eternity. And secondly, there is also a profound anointing in the Jewish feasts and festivals, which in themselves hold tremendous prophetic mysteries for the times and seasons in connection to the Word of God. Now, this particular system uh, historically doesn't always work with the uh, prophetic outcomes, but what I have discovered through research over the years is that in times of extraordinary prophetic events, this system does align in such a way to unveil an unprecedented, accurate prophetic picture into the new year. So we are no doubt at living in extraordinary times of a great transitioning period where we are moving from the church age, from uh, the period of grace described by Jesus and the prophet Daniel as the time of the Gentiles, and are transitioning into the period which is described as birthing pains, into the time of Jacob's trouble, which is where the end times, the seven-year tribulation period occurs, along with the emergence of the Antichrist, the Gog and Magog War, the rebuilding of the third Jewish temple, and ultimately which is the second coming of Christ. And so what you're going to see as an overall central theme of the year 5784 is a period of transition from one season into the very next. And what that means is that in order for certain events to happen, prophetically and biblically speaking, all the pieces have to be strategically moved into their positions, which sets the stage. And so that is the transitioning that is occurring. Now, the Hebrew alphabet is comprised of 22 letters, which are also numbers. Each letter or number is represented by a numerical or gematria value and is represented by a pictograph or a picture, which also tells a story in itself. Now, right, right off the bat here, there are a ton of interesting things that are happening with this letter in connection to the new year for 5784. Now, the pictograph for Dalit looks something like a closed hanging tent door, which, uh, where the classical Hebrew script is constructed of two lines and a corner point or overhang, which is called an ear. Now, the bent shape of the Dalit uh, traditionally symbolizes a needy person who is bent over uh, which the word Dalet comes from Dalah, which means to draw out or impoverish, and the word Dalut means poor and impoverished. Now, Dalet is the fourth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it has the numeric value of four, and it is the Hebrew letter for the word door. Now, the root word for Dalet actually comes from the word Dal, which means door, and also means door, but it can have several other meanings. It can mean a back-and-forth movement as uh, one goes back and forth through a tent or through a door. It can also mean to dangle as the uh, tent door dangled from the root pole of a tent. And it can also mean weak or poor as one dangles the head down. Now, the number four is also specifically related to the word sign in the Bible, as in the creation of the sun and the moon were created on the fourth day, having to deal with signs given in correlation to the feasts and the festivals, as well as the end times and biblical prophecy, which I'm going to explain in more detail in just a moment. 
Now, the letter Dalet is also the source of the Greek letter Delta and is where the English letter D actually uh, is derived from Dalet. Now, interestingly, a lot of people do not know this, but the name Biden, uh, the president's last name in the Hebrew, it translates to the name Dan. Now, in the Hebrew, the name Dan means judge. Genesis 49, 16 through 17, Jacob pronounces a prophecy over the tribe of Dan, which says that Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path the bites, uh, that bites the horse's heel so that the rider tumbles backwards. And so what is unfolding right now over the U.S. is a major investigation into Biden concerning bribery, money laundering, and racketeering. To, uh, in essence, Biden may very well be a literal symbol over the nation concerning judgment and things to come. His uh, name in itself may very well represent the Dalit in 5784. Now, the word Dalet is also used as a prefix in the Aramaic, uh, which is the language of the Jewish Talmud, as a prepositioning word, which means uh, that which or also from or of. Now, a preposition or a preposition is a word or a group of words that's used before a noun, uh, a pronoun, a noun uh, phase to show direction, time, place, location, uh, spatial relationships, or to introduce an object. So 5784 could very well be a prepositional year, the precursor or the introduction which announces or marks major events that are to come. Now, according to Jewish, uh, Jewish traditions and customs, this letter, Dalet, uh, symbolizes loneliness and the consciousness of processing nothing of one's own. Now, as a door, Dalet also symbolically represents the choice to open ourselves uh, to hope or to remain closed off and alienated. Now, the quarter point represents the concept of habitual or a spiritual self-nullification. Now, the practice of bitol leads to humility, the doorway to God's house, which is attained by the technique, the Jewish technique of devkud, cleaving or clinging to God. Now, interestingly, uh, Yeshua the Mashiach, Jesus the Messiah, of course, was uh, of the tribe of Judah. And the name of the tribe, Yedua, or Judah, contains every letter of the sacred name, except for the letter Dalet, suggesting that the door to the Lord would absolutely come through Judah. Now, so therefore, 5784 can also very well be a year that symbolizes that doorway entering into the Messianic age with the return of Jesus, as Revelation 3.20 tells us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him, and I will su uh, sit with him, and he will, or eat with him, and he with me. Now, this number is also prophetically symbolized in the Bible to literally mark the anointed times and seasons. Now, for example, what many, many people do not realize is that although God is uh, said, let there be light on day one, that light was not from the sun or from the moon. Genesis 1, 14, 19 tells us that the sun and the moon were not created until the fourth day. 
Now think about this for just a second. God created plant life and vegetation, all the leaves, flowers, trees on the third day before the sun or the moon were created. Now, the gravitational pull from the moon is what creates tides. It's what creates climate, water, uh, or weather, and rain. Now, without the moon, there are no tides, and without tides, there are no climate or rain, as the tides are what distributes the and regulates water temperatures between the northern and southern hemispheres. So, it did not rain. Genesis 2-3 even reveals that rain did not exist yet, uh, but instead that God used water from mist and uh, from streams to actually water the ground. So it actually was not until the actual events of Noah and the flood where it first began to rain. Now, plants were also responsible for not only filtering out carbon dioxide, but also to create oxygen. So this is why sea life and birds weren't actually created until the fifth day. Now, importantly, the sun, <clears throat> the sun and the moon is also how we calculate time. Not just the hour of the day, but also the season and the month of the year. It's how we come up with our calendar system for the entire year. Genesis 1.14 emphasizes that uh, the, the sun and the moon were created for the purpose of time in correlation to signing of significant events, seasons, and festivals. So time as we perceive it today did not actually begin until the fourth day, so this number symbolizes time. Now, in addition to the time, something else is very significant about this number, which it also symbolizes direction, because the sun and the moon is also where we get navigation from, and it determines the direction. So now we are dealing with time. We're dealing with the marking of the times and the seasons and also with direction and discernment. So in 5784, there are going to occur two major solar eclipses. The last major eclipse that occurred over the United States was seven years ago, August 21st, 2017. And you'll see in a moment how all three of these eclipses actually paint a very symbolic prophetic warning for the United States right through the Hebrew alphabet. Now, the Hebrew word used in Genesis 1.14 for the word sign or signs is the word oath, O-T-H, in the English. Now, according to Strong's Hebrew concordance, H226, uh, meaning sign, it comes from the root word uth, which is H225, and it means to consent. Now, in the Hebrew, uth comprises of three other Hebrew letters of aleph, Vav and Tav. Now Aleph is Aleph is the ox, which is uh which is the ox head which symbolizes power and strength. Now Vav is a tent peg to secure or hook. And Tav is cross sticks to mark signal or sign. And so if you put it all together, according to the ancient Hebrew lexicon, the plowman drove the ox or the aleph, harnessed which is the Vav, to plow to a, a distant landmark, which is a Tav on the horizon, in order to keep the furlough straight. Now, the meaning of consent comes from the marking of a covenant, where two parties arrive at the agreed-upon destination 
as an ox arrives at the landmark when plowing. So the meaning of sign comes from marking the covenant status with a sign of the covenant as a reminder to both parties. And so if you pull up a map of the past of totality for all three of these eclipses and you compare them with the Hebrew, you literally get the Hebrew word and letters aleph, tav, and vav, which also mean to sign, to mark, to indicate. Now, the Aleph is the very first letter in the Hebrew alphabet, where Tav is the very last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So you get the sign of the beginning and the end, as God is the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. Now, the letter Tav is also extremely significant here, as 2017 and 2024, Elis paths will intersect uh, signing the very letter of Tav, which means, again, literally to mark or to sign. Now, Tav only occurs in two places in the Bible where its most significant occurrence is found in Ezekiel chapter 9, where a Tav, or a, a mark, was used to sign of protection on the individual or the people who actually grieved over the sins that were being conducted in the first Jewish temple just prior to its destruction by uh, Babylon. Now, this marking is also the same context where we get the Exodus Passover story as well as the mark of the beast in Revelation 13. Now, the Hebrew letter Vav is the numerical value of six representing man and is also where we get the meaning of the mark of the beast. So, in conjunction of all three of these signs putting them together occurring through the, these eclipses, we have the beginning and the end a marking taking place, and the sign of man all occurring all at once over the nation. All a very significant signs that can have multiple meanings, which can indicate that the nation is being marked to indicate its end or its conclusion. And having to deal with the idolatry of the sins in the nation, and also having to deal with events directly involving the land of Israel and God's literal covenant with the land and his people, the Jewish people. So now, right now, there are massive talks that are in the works uh, between Israel and Saudi Arabia to negotiate a normalization or a peace agreement between the two nations according to the Abraham Accords. Now, the problem with the Abraham Accords is that its specific language emphasizes the pre-1967 borders in Israel, and it favors a two-state solution between Israel and Palestinians. Now, the Abraham Accords actually goes against Israel's sovereignty, and it prevents Israel from annexation of any of the additional settlements in the West Bank as well as the Golan Heights. Now, according to the books of Daniel, Joel, and Zechariah, the main emphasis that initiates judgment upon the nations the uh, entire tribulation period is the dividing of the land of Israel, the scattering of the Jewish people from their land. And then so in 2017, the year where we had that first American solar eclipse, through the Trump administration, the United States almost succeeded in dividing the land uh, through the peace and prosperity plan and uh, had the had not the Muslim nations and the UN not interceded to uh, completely reject that plan, we would officially be three and a half years into the tribulation period. 
So this is the reason why I believe that God allowed for Trump to be removed from office and why God has allowed for political persecutions against Trump to occur uh, to keep him from a second presidency. Now, I personally believe had Trump actually acknowledged and repented from this horrific plan, as well as the Abraham Accords, I believe that God would have restored his presidency and given him a second turn, but uh, that never happened. Now, to make matters worse, majority of Trump's evangelical board, which uh, was comprised of over 70 of our nation's most top pastoral and evangelical leaders over the nation, all of them endorsed the plan without any kind of warning against dividing up the land of Israel. So I believe that was the main pivotal point. That was the line that was crossed the marking point that officially, I believe, marked the beginning of the end of the church age. So we are now in a transitional phase where the world is now shifting to focus uh, more on the Middle East, to focus on Israel and Jerusalem, as the Bible tells us that Jerusalem is the main objective and motivation behind uh, everything that happens, including the Gog and Magog War. So in conclusion, when you put it all together, 5784, the year of the Dalet, is signaling to us a massive transformation in a transitional period ahead of us. It's setting the stage in the world to move into the end times. We are literally walking through the door of the Dalet, which is going to lead us to a very real confrontation of the truth, the truth of the gospel message of Christ, along with every opportunity for both blessing and anointing as we seek to remain in love and obedience in the word of God and the will of God for this incredible time period. So I believe we're most certainly going to see massive shakings occurring in the nations. We're going to see uh, a great move of humility over the nation. We're going to see massive things happening with the Biden administration as his name translated uh, translates into Dan uh, in the Hebrew with the uh, Dalet. And I believe that we're just going to see massive uh, all kinds of things happening over the nation this coming year. And it's going to set the foundation, setting all the things in place for the ultimate goal and our ultimate hope, which would be for the return of Jesus, the Messiah. So, guys, that's going to conclude this episode's broadcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or feedback, please leave a comment below or feel free to get in touch with me personally through our website or email. And as always, stay encouraged. Keep running your race. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep running your race. Whatever you do, do not lose hope and never lose hope.